There's some things I want to get into today. And mainly, it's about election time. So I want to speak about elections. And uh, I'll start with the one that everybody is thinking about. That's the presidential uh, race. This is a sad time right now. We have Donald Trump representing the Republican corner, the red team. And we have Hillary Clinton representing the Democrats on the blue team. Okay. Now I'm, I'm on presidentialcandidates.insidegov.com and they have a comparison. And under political background, I find it to be very funny. Elective office. Hillary Clinton, she has a list of things. Donald Trump, it says Donald Trump has never held elective office. It's only funny to me because it looks funny. That's it. That's the only reason it's funny to me. No other reason. Let's see what else we got. Professional background here. Hillary was a, an assistant professor at Arkansas Law School. You know, that's got to count for something. Uh, she worked at the Rose Law Firm. She was a former board member at Walmart. You know, that's got to count for something, right? Trump, uh, chairman of Trump Hotels and Casino Resorts. Founder, chairman, CEO of the Trump Organization. Mm -hmm. Pretty much I came to this site to find out what their, their political views were. And not just views, the policies they plan to... Uh, they plan to incorporate into this new country that they're going to try to create, I guess, because Hillary is going to try to create her own new version of what she thinks the country should be. And Trump is also. And uh, Trump pretty much uh, doesn't have any any policies from what I can find. Trump is just out here as we say he's just out here okay I'm only addressing this because a lot of people are, are of the mindset right now that there's no purpose there's no reason to vote because these two people they both kind of they don't they don't provide us anything favorable over what we've been seeing they, they don't make us really uh have a have a warm feeling in our gut. The only thing we have right now is a sense of urgency to keep one person out. You have one group of people that want to make sure that this email deleting woman doesn't get in there. And you have another group that wants this hate speech spewing apprentice superstar to not get in there. And either way, it's all the same to me because most of us are not directly affected anytime soon or anytime in the near future by what these presidents enact. Uh, what we need to be focused on is the local situation. So I have a few things pulled up here that I want to get into because uh, this local stuff is real, man. And I want to start with the um, pretty much the school systems. And that's where I'll leave it because that's big enough to, to care so I want to start with the Atlanta public school system, okay? Now, I know you guys might have heard about the scandal they had 
with the teachers cheating to uh, they inflated their their uh, standardized test scoring so that I guess they would appear to be succeeding in teaching all the information properly, which we know uh, a lot of teachers don't really care about that. They just want you to pass and get out of their class. And one of the major issues going on right now in the state of Georgia is will the state take over the Atlanta public school system? Now, when 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 states take over school systems, I don't know exactly what that means. Like when I say exactly, I mean, if someone asked um, were to ask me. What, what what would be the outcome? I would say I don't know. But I think it means it would be, I would say it would be the equivalent of, uh, let's say, let's say you live at home with your parents. Your parents love you. You know, there might be a few siblings in the house, but there's there's a very good chance that they spend a lot of time trying to make your life easy and make you happy because they are not spread that thin. They just have a few children and they have a job and they go to work, they come home. You are an obligation in their life. You're a high priority. My take, what I think it means for for a state to take over school system is it would be like a child leaving from living with his parents to living with his great great grandparents and 20 other of the great great grandchildren now could you imagine the type of attention you would get or lack of attention that's how i see it i don't see how a state could be more equipped to deal with a local school system than the local superintendent now that's where it takes me to the election because With Atlanta having so many issues, me being here, I don't see a lot of outcry for an overhaul of the administration. And I don't mean by teachers, I mean the higher ups at the Board of Education. I don't see a lot of public outcry. Maybe I'm not looking in the right places either, but I just don't see it. I haven't seen it since since that um, scandal happened. That's a problem to me. So when people think we don't, uh, why would we vote? I mean, either way is terrible for us, Donald or Hillary. Mm, that's not it. That's not it at all. Because you still have, you still have your local situation going on. You have a lot of children, probably somewhere in your state, no matter what state you live in, that are being neglected by their superintendents or the people at the, the Department of Education of the state. It's it's all about money for some of them. Some of those administrators. Or maybe it isn't about money. Maybe it's just about comfort in life. And steady paychecks can make a person comfortable. But the, the, most, the most interesting thing. Atlanta is a major city here in America. And they are failing terribly. But the most interesting thing to me is. Of the 91,642 students that they had from fiscal year 2011 and 12. 72,542 were black. Okay. 72,542 
542 are black students. Now that's 79% around seven. So that's a few years ago. So let's just, let's say it went down, which I doubt, but let's just say it went down to 75%. The majority of the students being failed by the school system in one of America's most major cities are black students. Man, should we? Uh, is that a is that a big deal? I think it's a big deal. And and things like that can can be altered a little at a time incrementally with the change in administration. The change in administration can be altered by the change in who we elect to run the school systems or school system in that city. Because there are surrounding cities and counties and districts of this is just Atlanta, the city itself. There are districts surrounding it that have uh, issues also. But we, we can use Atlanta as a, as a, the poster child for change in the whole state of Georgia and any other school system in the south that might be failing its students. That that's one just just in case anybody thought that that was just a Atlanta Southern thing because they had a scandal. Let's look at Detroit. Now today's episode is brought to you by Amps Gaming and Rap Commentaries YouTube channel. Man, listen to what well, listen to what I'm telling you right now. This guy's playing his games and he's freestyling about everything happening in the game. Unheard of. At least by me, I've never seen it before. And it's, it's pretty cool. The guy's nice. He's very nice. He's twice as nice. So get over to YouTube.com or open up your YouTube app. Type in in the search bar. Amps, that's A-N-P-H apostrophe S. Gaming and rap commentaries. Now back to the I'm show. On the wall. Uh, I wanted to look up and see what kind of issues they were having in the Detroit system. Because a lot of the attention in Michigan has been going to the Flint water crisis, which is a major deal. But in Detroit, they've been complaining about their schools for far longer than people have been complaining about the water. And this, uh, the Wall Street Journal has an article. The first paragraph, like the very first word is infestations. That's the first word of the entire article. Let me read just the first paragraph. Infestations of mice and cockroaches, unqualified staff, unsafe buildings and inadequate teaching materials are among complaints in a federal lawsuit filed Tuesday against Michigan Governor Richard Snyder and other state officials, state education officials. Sorry. That's the first paragraph. There are students suing the governor. And and, uh other state officials because of the situation going on in the Detroit public school system. Now, did you, you heard what I, the, 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 that was the first paragraph, infestations of mice and cockroaches, unqualified staff, unsafe building and inadequate teaching materials. Detroit is another major city in America, the United States of America, the, 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 the Republic of the United States of America. Okay. How is this possible? I'm I'm curious. 
I know how it's possible, but I, I want you guys to think about how is it possible? Maybe it's because as we sit around, sit around our proverbial campfires, all we want to talk about is Trump versus Hillary. We want to figure out if the state is going to go red or go blue this election. When we have issues that are that are destroying communities like from the inside out. Problems don't get to the Trump level out of nowhere. They get there because places like Detroit are neglected. Atlanta neglected. And then the people are forgotten. Then those little voiceless, voiceless uh, people on the outskirts, they get a voice now. Because the other people are too busy focused on, on, on their personal situation that they don't have. They don't have the desire to come out and, and support anything on a major on the on the presidential scale they don't care they care about the schools in their local district and we all should and everybody in Michigan should and they need to figure out what needs to be done you blaming the governor that's that, that's valid but i mean that superintendent needs to be changed immediately administration needs to be changed immediately the federal government governor government if Michigan is hurting that bad, I mean, that should be a focus for grants and, and, and loans to that state. I don't I don't know how state loans work, but I that state needs to be a priority right now. OK. Demographics. Can anybody before I say it, can you guess who, who the uh, who the majority of students are in that district? Just take a get. Just you know, batting practice. Can you guess who the majority is, and then can you guess what percentage that majority is? Mm -hmm. Atlanta is pretty much known as the black capital, you know, by a lot of people, because of what you know the economic boom and the, everyone's doing great down here. But Detroit school system, public school system, eighty-three point nine percent black students. Huh? Eighty-three point nine percent black students. Now let let me go back to the first paragraph again. Paragraph: Infestations of mice and cockroaches. Now let me read that number again. Eighty-three point nine percent black students enrolled in the Detroit school system. Those stats are from two thousand thirteen to fourteen school year. Now, is it, I mean, is it is it even possible to achieve great heights academically if you're dealing with infestations of mice and cockroaches? Uh, it was bad enough when when one child might come to school and maybe a roach would crawl out of their book bag, but. The entire school has that going on. The the school is the, the they have these schools. Uh, I can't imagine it must look like a, like a big brick crack house. I mean, I don't know exactly. I haven't been to any schools in Detroit, but what what's how's this possible? Did, did something happen in Michigan that I didn't know about for Flint to be going through what it's going through? 
and Detroit to be dealing with this unqualified staff? How are you unqualified? There should be guidelines on what qualifications are needed before you can become a teacher in the public school system. So how is the staff unqualified? Which staff? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming teachers. Unsafe buildings? Now, if I were a parent in Michigan and my home was deemed to be unsafe, my children would likely be taken from me. Just think about that. The state will take your child if the home is unsafe. But the state is also allowing the school system to put children in unsafe conditions. Hmm. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. And and the number two demographic or, or group of people in that Detroit public school crisis, Hispanic, 12%. Okay, so between the two of them, that's 95% of all students in Detroit, in the, the, the Detroit public school system, 95%, close to 96. It's a lot of people, man. A lot of brown people. A lot of brown people going through some some crap up there in the Detroit system. And just in case you thought it was a Midwest Southern thing, let's look. Now this this situation in Los Angeles is very weird. It's it's a weird one. When I read it, I I was confused. So the Los Angeles school district they're having an issue with students wasting milk milk not that they're wasting milk but the children aren't drinking it they don't want it pretty much they they feel like too many people are throwing it away it's not being used so um, you know what 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 normally happens when someone isn't using something you get rid of it right you just don't use it anymore cuz it's not needed no not in LA it's not what they cho- what they're about to choose to do. What they're what they are uh, proposing, I guess, or suggesting they should do, the district itself, they're suggesting that they add sugar to the milk. Okay, these are adults here making decisions about children. The adults came up with the idea that to get children to drink it. Just add sugar. Not not just add sugar, but bring back flavored milk with sugar in it. Okay. The World Health Organization recommends that a child consumes no more than 25 grams of sugar per day. The chocolate milk that the L.A. district wants to bring back, eight serving, eight, eight ounce serving. The milk alone has 22 grams in it. That's just one. Now, I was in school not long ago, and the kids that liked milk, especially chocolate milk, they had more than one. Most of them had more than one chocolate milk. You know why? Because some kids didn't drink it, and they gave it to the ones that did, and they drank as many as they could. So, WHO, which is World Health Organization, recommends 25 grams per day. The school district is 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 proposing that they give each child 22 grams in one meal. That's assuming the food has has no sugar in it. 
which is breakfast. So, you know, breakfast is a pretty sweet meal. A lot of times you, you get the pastries and and, the you know, syrup on the little waffles, the frozen waffles. They serve kids and little frozen pancakes and things. <sighs> That's just interesting to me. And then they say some children are served, um, served meals up to four times a day with the you have breakfast. They have a nutritional meal in there somewhere. I guess that would be considered like a snack. They have uh, lunch and then some some children with the uh, after school program. So if they had one milk, one of those chocolate milks per meal that they received, at most, they'd receive 88 grams of sugar. 25 grams is recommended. 88 grams is what they are proposing that they give some children. That's that's it's crazy to me. Now, who do we think is making that decision, though? Donald or Hillary, or or some local school board members, that your vote could influence uh, the the uh, the consi- the the, um, the members could influence who is a member of that board so when you when you think about donald and hillary they don't have anything to do with this decision to give a kid 88 grams of sugar in just four drinks during just the school day they don't have anything to do with that okay and i'm i'm betting because you know that I'm going to, you're wondering, well, in, in the L.A. school district, who makes up the, the, the bulk of the population there? I can tell you one thing. It is not black people. It is not white people. Hmm? Hispanic Latino are 65% of the people that will be given up to 88 grams of sugar in four drinks per day think about that I'm reading here over the last 30 years childhood obesity has more than doubled and it has quadrupled in adolescence yet they think it's a good idea to to bring back the sugar sugar uh sugar filled milk because kids don't want regular milk they don't want regular milk because they don't want it that's that's the reason i mean as simple as that you don't need there's no need for milk am i i mean for everybody around the whoever that's listening am i saying milk the way you guys say milk i know some people say it weird i feel like i say it the right way but everybody feels like they say something the right way There's a good analogy here. If schools were reported, if, if schools reported there were a high number of apples being thrown away, would we solve the problem by, re, by replacing those nutritious apples with candy apples? No, we wouldn't. Yet the school board is, is proposing that they replace cow milk with chocolate cow milk because the children don't want regular cow milk. Foolishness. 
65% of the students that will be affected are Hispanic, Hispanic, Latino. Second group is white, 14%. Third, African Americans, 8%. Fourth, Asian Americans at 7.6%. That's sad, man. So, so you have, you have obesity in America just uh, skyrocketing over the last 30 years. And this is, this, these are educators. Educators were educated first. They, they had to be smart, supposedly, quote, quote unquote, smart to get in the position to educate children. Yet they found an issue with, with the milk being unused, un, un, uh, unwanted and thrown away. Their fix was put sugar in it. Now, adding sugar to that to those drinks, how do you think that will affect the classrooms? I mean, just think about it. How do you think adding sugar will affect the classrooms? And then you have teachers who will look at these children as uh, distractions. The ones who drink that milk, they'll be distractions because they can't help it. I mean, they've essentially been drugged. They're not used to it. Their bodies are not used to it and their bodies will react to it with hyperactivity. Which which I think could lead to a few more failures, maybe not a lot, but a few enough enough to uh, enough to lead to some children feeling neglected, I think. I mean, I, I, those are just a few examples that I found and I didn't even I don't need to keep on looking because I know that it's that these are all these three school districts are all reasons that we need to make sure we vote. There are not that the election season is not just about presidential elections, even though that's the most televised, that's the most theatrical. It's the it's the biggest clown show. It's not in it's not the most important, I don't think, as far as everyday life is concerned for us here in America and in these cities, major cities, even small cities or small towns. Local politics is is the most influential over everyday life. That nineteen ninety four crime bill, eh, that 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 didn't that's not the reason states got rid of parole. States got rid of parole because they wanted to get rid of parole. States were locking people up because they were locking people up. That was it was happening already. That the most the bulk of people have not been affected by that crime bill. Maybe indirectly but not affected because it it was just federal uh charges. That's that's a federal thing. States, maybe they, the states might have followed suit, but, uh, I mean, I, it was, I think it was all a co coordinated attack. What I'm saying is, though, it didn't have, it wasn't 100% done by who got in office through the presidential election. That was a state governor thing. That's what that was. The state governors decided to to lock people up with harsher sentences. You know why? 
because people weren't paying attention to who they put in, in the state house. They were paying attention to who they put in the White House. So the people in the state house, they could do anything. The people in the uh, in, on the city council, they could do anything because nobody's watching. I, I, I'll leave you there. I don't think I don't think voting is, you know, I don't think it's we need to do it because, you know, people fought for the right to vote and all that, because I don't think I think they just wanted to fight for something that people were saying they couldn't do. I don't you know, clearly they weren't they were focused on uh, the presidential situation, too. They weren't focused. They, uh, clearly, they weren't focused on the local elections because so many local areas, municipalities are messed up, messed up. They have been messed up for a long time. So. They just wanted to be a part of something. They wanted to do something they were being told they couldn't do. We need to vote because we need to vote. It's because we need to change these school systems. That's why we need to vote. That's the biggest thing. There are other things, too. The police chiefs and the sheriffs that, that get, um, well, the police chiefs that get chosen, the sheriffs that get elected, and judges that get elected, they need to be handled, too. We need to, you know, yeah. I can keep reiterating the same point, which is weird to say reiterate because iterate itself means to repeat. So to say reiterate is re-repeat, you know, it's, it's redundant. Either way, local politics is very important. Saying there's no reason to vote because Donald and Hillary are the lesser. You have to choose the lesser of two evils is foolish because there are so many things you're going to vote on. If you get into that ballot box. Or that booth, you will see many things, and you'll probably say, Whoa, I don't even know what any of this is. The reason you don't know is because you didn't care.